We are back at it with another episode of the GM Show. It is presented by S&T Bank, coming your way right now on the Penguins Radio Network, and a lot happening around the Penguins, and it's great to be joined once again by Penguins President of Hockey Operations, Brian Burke. And Berkey, uh, thanks again for taking the time with us. Thanks for having me on, Josh. Yeah, great to have you on, and I always enjoy these conversations that now we've had a couple of here on the GM Show, but I have to say I'm, I'm personally uh, I guess a little touched by the fact that you're spending your St. Patrick's Day with me as an Irishman uh, to take the time out and join me on the show. That means a lot, Berkey. You know what, Josh? I honestly, my whole career, I refuse to work on St. Patrick's Day. I usually go to Mass in the morning, and then I go to the pub in the afternoon, and then I go home before all the idiots come out. A lot of, a lot of amateurs on St. Patty's Day, but uh, no, working today. My, my worst St. Patrick's Day was when I worked for the NHL and Gary Bettman made me fly the Stanley Cup to Helsinki. And I, I got there on St. Patrick's Day, did a press conference to announce that the Winnipeg Jets were holding training camp in Helsinki with Tim Solani. And then I flew back that afternoon. So I landed in the morning, did the press conference, and then flew back that afternoon and landed, got back into Manhattan around 6 o'clock in the afternoon. That is, uh, that's one way to spend St. Patrick's Day. I would say that's a different kind of bender that some people would talk about. <laughs> Uh, well, let's jump back to your Penguins right now. Just wrapped up a, a head-to-head set with the Boston Bruins uh, home, uh, I should say a back-to-back set. Uh, and lots to unwrap from that one as we will do kind of over the course of the next little bit here on this show. Um, but I wanted to know, you know, when you look at the month of March for the Penguins in general, coming off that six-game win streak that was snapped last night in the loss to Boston, is there anything that you kind of have seen come to light with the Penguins here during this surge here recently, particularly in the month of March, that gives you, I guess, optimism that the team is trending in the right direction? Yes, and, and I, I find it amusing. A lot of people, I just did an interview this morning in Toronto uh, over the phone where people are attributing the team's surge to the hiring of Ron Hextall and Ryan Burke. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if I were a player lacing up my skates this morning, and I heard Brian Burke take any credit for the way the team was played, I'd be sick to my stomach. It's got nothing to do with that. The players decide who wins these games. I think there's three things to point to. One is the return of Brian Dumoulin, I think is important. I think he's a really important player for us. Number two would be the surge of Evgeny Malkin, and we don't know how badly he's injured yet. We'll find that out later today probably. But he's given us two lines. And Sid, Sid's been Sid since I got here. That's Sid is Sid. He's a, he's a great player. But – Gino's really cranked it up. That's given us a two-line attack. And then the third has been the goaltending. And both goaltenders, Tristan Jari in particular, but Casey DeSmith has given us a couple of quality starts too. So that's the reason for the run. Tristan Jari, 10 wins since Valentine's Day. That's the most in the NHL as the Penguins look to get back in the win column starting on Thursday night against the New Jersey Devils. A lot to get to as far as last night's game against the Boston Bruins, and we will talk about all that when we come back here on the GM Show presented by S&T Bank on the Pittsburgh Penguins radio network. We are back here on the GM Show. It is presented by S&T Bank on the Penguins Radio Network. I'm Josh Getzoff, joined by Penn's president of hockey operations, Brian Burke. And, Berkey, a a lot uh, to peel apart from last night's game against the Boston Bruins. Penguins fall 2-1. And I wanted to start with something that uh, has been kind of a hot topic, let's be honest, since the game last night. That being Brandon Tanev's hit on Jared Tenorti in the second period. In the game, he was given five end-of-game misconduct for boarding, obviously kicked out of the game as a result. What would you make of that whole situation? Well, I, I, I think it's a clean hit. And, and people will say, well, you, you say that it's your player, it's a clean hit. 
I'll give you an example of how I try to be unbiased. Tom Wilson hit Janko late a couple, about two weeks ago, and he got a concussion. And Hexie and I both felt it was not a suspendable hit. And we said that. We told, we told David Morehouse that. We don't view it as a suspendable hit. So I see this as a chest-to-chest -chest contact. It's a good 10, 12 feet from the boards. It's not in a dangerous proximity to the boards. There's no leaving the feet. There's no elbow. There's no stick. It's a clean hit. And I thought for sure when they reviewed it, because now they review major calls and right. make sure. Right. I thought for sure they were going to rescind the major and maybe stick with a minor penalty, although I didn't even think it was a minor penalty. It's unfortunate that the player got hurt. No one likes to see that, but body contact's part of this game. And that was a clean hit for me. I, I don't understand the five-minute major, and I, I'm baffled that they could review it by the penalty box on their laptops or iPads or whatever tablets and not get that call right. And obviously, as we know, it was a five and a game for Brandon Tanev. He leaves the game, and you've worked in the in the disciplinary role for the league before. I know your son's in that spot uh, or in that department now for the National Hockey League, Berkey. Uh, just kind of curious if you could peel it back for us for what the process is to maybe coming to a decision with a player in that situation after that kind of a verdict is ruled within a game. Yeah, so what would happen there, they review any controversial hit, player safety reviews that. And so they, what they do is they call, they clip it. They'll show a replay of it, three or four, whatever they get off the television, and they'll send it to the committee that has a vote on these things. And they'll say, what, what's your thinking on this? So I don't know what the response was, but they would have all looked at it last night and then they weigh in on, should they rescind the major penalty? Uh, should there be discipline? Should there be a fine? Should there be a suspension? And to my knowledge, we haven't heard anything from the league yet, and I'd be shocked if we did. But they will review anything serious like that and uh, make a determination on whether they felt they should move forward or not. Brandon Tanev, uh, no secret to a physical game. It's kind of been his M.O. since coming on board here with the Penguins. And really, when you look back to what he was in Winnipeg, same deal as well there. Uh, he's also a Providence College guy, much like yourself. Do you, uh, do you find yourself appreciating who he is as a player more, getting to see him every night here in Pittsburgh? Well, it's funny. When I saw him play in college, I went to scout uh, Providence College. They were playing at home. And I, I said to our guys, I think I was working for Anaheim at the time. I think it was that far back. Maybe it was, it must have been Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I said to our guys, we got we to gotta look at this Tanev kid. And they said, you know, I knew he was a Winnipeg draft. I think he was, or was he, no, he might have been a free agent. Yeah, yeah. free agent, yep. And I said, we got to look at this guy. And they, and they all said, they love his energy. They love his foot speed. But they all said he's too small to play that way as a pro. But it certainly hasn't bothered him. So I really appreciate what he brings to us in terms of effort and energy and penalty killing. He's been a, a key cog for the Penguins here over the last couple of seasons since coming on as a free agent uh, two years ago. When you look at last night's game, Berkey, we mentioned Tanev gets thrown out of the game. Evgeny Malkin knocked out of the game after a hit from Jared Tenorti, and Teddy Bluger unavailable, as we learned you know, just prior to puck drop, not taking warm-up, and Mike Sullivan saying it's longer term uh, with an upper body injury. Let's first talk about uh, you know, just – the mindset of the team in your mind with how they performed in that situation with those guys all kind of being pulled out of their grasp as the game wore on against a, a pretty desperate Boston team. Yeah, I was very proud of the effort last night. There's only one thing you can do when you're faced with an injury or an ejection of a player is the other player's got to pull harder on the rope, that's all. And I felt we did that last night. I thought our goaltender gave us a chance to win that game. I thought the players all stuck with it. I was very pleased with the response. So you start without Teddy Bluger, upper body injury, as Sully indicated. 
probably going to be a little longer term injury than, than thought originally. Mm-hmm. He's an important guy for us. Face-offs, energy, a shutdown guy, and a penalty killer. So you take him out. And people might say, well, he's pretty low on the depth chart. That's not that big a loss. But you can be pretty low on the depth chart and still provide a vital role on a team. So that's a big loss. Then uh, Gino gets knocked out of the game with a clean hit. And uh, we'll find out more about his status later today or tomorrow. And then uh, then Tans gets ejected. So that, that's you're taking three pretty important players out of your lineup. And, and the team did what we're supposed to do when we have injuries or ejections, which is pull harder on the rope. And I was very pleased with the effort last night. Hung right in there. And Dan Vladar, obviously a pretty strong performance in his NHL, uh, first NHL start, I should say, in getting the victory against the Penguins for Boston. Without Teddy Bluger, the move was made by Mike Sullivan to move Mark Jankowski up to that third-line center role. Uh, what do you make of what that type of player has to do in that role for this kind of a team in the Penguins where you have two thoroughbreds in your first and second lines? Yeah, and I thought Mark Jankowski, another Providence College graduate, by the way. Yeah. I thought Janko stepped up nicely last night. I thought it was his best game since I've been here. And you got to be a little more offensive, maybe get involved a little bit more physically, which he did. I thought he was really good when he stepped up last night. When you look at Mark Jankowski, a lot of people have seen what he's done so far this year. And I think probably asking questions as to where the production is because the first couple games it was there I mean he scored the first goal of the Penguins season I think he had three points the first two contests in Philadelphia obviously has dried up a bit since then I know not everything is offensive production Berkey but uh, you know him from your time in Calgary uh, what does he bring to the table when he's playing at the height that he possibly can well I think what happened last night was Janko had to step up and he didn't and I hope he takes this challenge and does that um He's a tall, uh, a wonderful skater for a big man. People say he's got slow feet, but for a guy his size, he's actually a really good skater. He's a great kid. He thinks the game well. He's just got to push harder, I think, and he did that last night. And I'm hopeful that's a trend that can continue because, as Sully mentioned, it looks like Teddy is a little longer term. So it could be an opportunity for Mark Jankowski in the midst of some adversity for the Penguins. And we continue our conversation with Brian Burke, the Penguins president of hockey operations. When we come back here on the Pittsburgh Penguins radio network, it's the GM show presented by S&T Bank. We are back here on the GM show and it's presented by S&T Bank. I'm Josh Getzoff joined by Penn's president of hockey operations, Brian Burke. Burke, I wanted to quickly change paths here. We've talked a lot about the current Penguins uh, to start off this show, I know you went to Wilkes-Barre Scranton in northeastern Pennsylvania here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, what were your takeaways from seeing the operation that Jeff Barrett has over there, and uh, what did you bring back with you to Pittsburgh after um, stopping by over there? Well, we uh, I've been a, a number of games there over the years, of course, working in, working for different teams. Wilkes-Barre is it's a cradle of coaches, interestingly enough. It's an unbelievable mm-hmm. number of NHL head coaches and assistant coaches that came through Wilkes-Barre. Right. So I've been in the building many times, probably a dozen times over the years, but not in the last 10 years or so. And I was really impressed. I think Jeff Barrett's a top operator. It's still a really nice building. They kept it up well. Um, they treat the players first class there. And so, I, and I like the coaching staff. I think they, the team worked very hard and executed the team plan. We lost in a shootout and we lost, uh, we were leading the game one nothing until we made a rookie defenseman made a mistake. I'm not going to name him. No reason, you know, to single him out. But a bad play on a two-on-one with like a minute to go, and that tied it, and then we lost in the shootout. So I was very impressed how the team played, how hard they worked. 
how they executed all their systems. They changed on time. They did lots of little things right. So it was well worth the drive. And uh, there, there's, I don't think there's anyone who's ready to help us right now, but there's, I think there's going to be help on the way. Definitely. And one guy that obviously has been in the Penguins lineup already this year and is getting some quality time and experience down there in Wilkes-Barre right now is Pierre-Olivier Joseph. How key do you think that is for him? I mean, this is a weird year, Berkey. Let's just call it for what it is as far as development is concerned with leagues starting at different times. You have the taxi squad. But for him to get all that ice time, to get all that experience, how key is that for him right now? Well, I think your young players have to play, and, and there's no substitute for playing experience. And the American Hockey League is a really good league. Like people, I, I know when I turned pro and played in the American League, I wasn't, my first game in the American League, I felt like I was standing still. I had just finished four years of college hockey, and the league was so good. And, and it, it's, a, it's a great thing for young players, especially defensemen, to play a lot in the American League. And a lot of defensemen will tell you it's actually harder to play defense in the American League than it is in the NHL in some aspects. The game is less predictable. Systems aren't quite as clear. But I think it's really important that he play. And the whole taxi squad thing, people should understand, I was trying to explain this to someone last night who's not a very big hockey fan. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, what's a taxi squad? And I said, this was all about COVID-19. So ordinarily you have a 23-man roster. That's the most you can carry. Uh, this year, everyone has a taxi squad, so they have available players in case of a COVID shutdown where three or four players get shut down, like happened to the Washington Capitals, like right. happened to the New Jersey Devils, like happened to Buffalo, happened to Dallas. So that's why the taxi squad. The fear or the risk of taxi squad is with young defensemen or young players is they're not playing. So if they're around the big club, they're practicing. Uh, it's not wasted time, but it's not the maximum use of time that they would get if they play. So we... You know, for example, Chad Rui uh, got to play last night. I'd rather have him on the taxi squad missing games than P.O. Sure, yeah, and, and I think maybe from the forward perspective, I've seen you guys have recalled to the taxi squad Josh Curry a couple times, Freddie Goudreau, guys that are maybe a little bit older, a little bit more seasoned as far as their overall games are concerned. Yeah, let the kids play, bring a veteran guy in who might be able to do a little more for us in an NHL game. Well, when you talk about guys that have honed their skills in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and, and made the jump here to Pittsburgh, you mentioned him earlier, and I'm glad you did because I wanted to get your opinion on him, Brian Dumoulin. Uh, last night was the, the first time the Penguins have lost since he's come back into the lineup from injury. They're 6-1 and one in those seven games. And I'm curious, Berkey, I know you obviously follow the league like a hawk, and you're, you're watching a lot that's going on from game to game. But with a guy like Brian Dumoulin, when you get to see him every night, do you come to appreciate who he is as a player a little bit more and as far as his, his standing as a cog on this team in the back end? Well, for sure. And, and you don't know your team until you know your team. And what I mean by that is, Josh, if you'd asked me in December, tell me about the Pittsburgh Penguins, I could have given you a thumbnail on every player on the team. That's mm -hmm. what people do who work for teams. We know the other teams. But you don't really know your team until you spend time with them and watch them play and I always admired Dumont as a player. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to him about this, but when he played at BC, Jerry York used to have me come in and talk to their team every year when I was back in Boston visiting my family. So I've talked to a lot of the BC teams, and I'm pretty sure I talked to Dumont's team uh, two different years when he was there. But what his presence, I mean, he's a really good player, so you get him back. That's what he adds by just being Ryan Dumont and getting back in uniform. But he also makes the pairings work. Everyone's seated at the right seat at the table when he's at the back and you can put the right pairs together. So it's a dual influence of 
We get him back from the lineup, which is a plus, but he also puts people at the right places at the table. And we're hoping, obviously, as he's come back into the lineup, that John Marino might be back soon enough, placed on the uh, injured reserve yesterday, retroactive to March 9th, which I believe would make him uh, potentially available for tomorrow night if he was ready uh, against the New Jersey Devils. But, Berkey, in any event, um, what have you made of your blue line here as they've started to get a little bit more healthy, Marino working his way back, and you're starting to see kind of what you have in those six, seven, eight defensemen at your disposal? Well, number one, they work. They're, they're very coachable. They listen to the coaches, they do what they're told, and they work. So those are all good recipes. You know, that's a good recipe for success when you have players that listen and work hard. Um, I, I think there's we've got some really good players on defense. I think we've got some depth on defense. I think uh, Pedersen's emerging as a much improved guy this year. Uh, I think, you know, I think Mike Matheson, for me, is a really important player. We're seeing his skating ability starting to do more with the puck. So I think we've got some good pieces back there for sure. And Chris Letang, I mean, Chris Letang's Chris Letang. He's a, he's a stud. He is, and he's leading the way for the Penguins as they now turn their attention to the New Jersey Devils starting Thursday. Pens haven't seen the Devils this year. They'll play three straight against Jersey with a back-to-back on the weekend wrapping things up. We'll talk about that with Berkey when we wind down this GM show. It's presented by S&T Bank right here on the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. The final segment of tonight's GM show presented by S&T Bank on the air right now. Penguins president of hockey operations Brian Burke with us. Berkey, you were someone, before you came to the Penguins, working on the media side up in Canada for Sportsnet that I'm sure had your eyes all over the National Hockey League watching different games, maybe even more so with the Sportsnet ties, watching a lot of the North Division and everything going on up there. But since you come to the Penguins, have you found yourself strictly limited to watching East Division games just because of that being the only path forward for the Penguins here this season? Yeah, pretty well. When I was working in in Toronto, I, I did focus just on the North Division. And since then, uh, you know, you, like t- typically when I watch hockey at night, I have one game on my iPad and one game on TV. It's really annoying for people around me. But uh, yeah, if there, you got a choice of games. I'm always watching our division uh, on, on the whatever tablet or whatever. And then I watch other games as those games end. I usually stay up late and watch the West Coast games. So it's a pretty steady diet. But yes, I focus on our division. And we got a tough division. Definitely. The East, uh, some would say, probably the, the toughest in the National Hockey League this year. And Penguins get their final opponent that they haven't seen yet starting tomorrow night in New Jersey in the Devils. What's been your takeaway from what you've seen from Lindy Ruff's group as the Penguins get ready for them? Well, I'm a big Lindy Ruff fan, and I think they've got, they've got a young team. And like most young teams, they play with great enthusiasm. They work hard, and they make some youthful mistakes. But they've got some good young talent. Hughes, sure, you know, they've, they've got a, a real good nucleus of young talent. They're going the right way. Mm-hmm. Just, to, you know, they're not quite there yet. And um, we're going to have our hands full. It's, in this league, if you don't show up ready to play and work hard, you're going to get beat every night. It doesn't matter who you play. So we're banged up. We'll find out more about Gino. But I think we're going to this thing, approaching it, that, that they're a real legitimate candidate to be a playoff team. Uh, maybe not this year so much. But that's a good young group. Let me ask you this, Berkey, and then we can kind of wrap things up here. When you look at the situation, I guess, on the whole, is it as simple as you have to take advantage of this from the Penguins' perspective, just facing a team in the Devils? All due respect to them, but these are precious points that you want to keep containing in your in your column, obviously, to keep pace with some of the teams in front of you and the Bruins and Flyers chasing behind you. 
Yeah, and the, and the teams ahead of us have racked up points against the lower teams in the division. And and to do in a where every game's a four point game, you have to do that. You have to get points when you can, and you have to get points when you should, because they're all four point games. So last night's game was costly in terms of not just that we didn't get the two points, but a team we're in the hunt with did. And the worst part in the division is when you get the three point games. Those are deadly. So right. every game I watch. I'm praying for a regulation result in the East Division. So, um, yeah, we, we've got to we got to try and get points every night when we play, and it doesn't matter who we're playing. We got to take it. View it as a four-point game. Approach it that way and try and get the points and keep the two points away from our opponent. Pens and Devils always entertaining. New Jersey certainly gets up to play Pittsburgh. And as you mentioned, Berkey, some injuries in tow for the Pens that they'll have to respond to going head-to-head against New Jersey for the first time this year. And all the action in that one gets started with our coverage on the Penguins Radio Network beginning at 6 p.m. Thursday night. Penguins Live pregame with Paul Staggerwald. Phil Bork and I have the call starting at 7 from The Rock in Newark, New Jersey. Berkey, best of luck. Appreciate you taking the time. And I'm sure we will catch up again down the line. Thanks, Josh. That is Penguins president of Hockey Operations, Brian Burke, kind enough to take some time with us on his St. Patrick's Day, on your St. Patrick's Day. And we appreciate everyone out there tuning in here on the GM Show presented by S&T Bank. For our executive producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson, I'm Josh Getzoff. Stay safe, stay healthy. Good night, everybody.